the last couple of weeks have been exciting over there at Square Coil. We signed what seven, eight new companies. Yeah, we and bigger companies. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, we're just kind of really hitting our stride. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, we're getting a hundred plus employee companies left and right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I never knew we'd be full enterprise, but that's kind of the way we've been going. Yeah. And I'm not saying nothing wrong with small, medium business. We're, we're happy to have them all. We've been set for everybody. Yeah. But it is surprising how many enterprises are coming on. Yeah. I think it's kind of a truism that we are able to fit every size company, the small companies, mm-hmm. the medium and the enterprise companies. It's very exciting. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny when you when you first embark on this, what we embarked on Square Coil was to make everyone's life easier. Yeah. We were filling a void here. We were trying to fix something. It wasn't, uh, let's get rich. It wasn't, oh, this is going to make me money. You know, we had an actual goal here, and the goal was to help solve the problem where people are not as organized as they should be. Right. And they're spinning their wheels and wasting time. You know, I was. it was funny. I was trying to think about this, and I'm going to tell you guys a story. Last week, so, well, I got to back up even further than that. I've wanted a four-car garage on my property for seven years. Ever since I bought this property, that's been my goal, to have that four-car garage. Yep. I had my gym in there. I had my old cars in there. I had my motorcycles and stuff in there, and that was my plane. You know, it was the man cave, but on steroids. <laughs> and in the last past year and a half, now let's say two years ago, we broke ground, and we got it, and it was during COVID, and the counties are backed up, and I was doing everything legally, but I said, hey, I don't need a permit. And I went and got it, and some nosy neighbor, 22 houses away, decided to call the county on me, and I got popped. So for the last year and a half, I've been waiting for permits. Well, about a month ago, we got permits, and so we started pouring the foundation and whatnot. Now, I went through a remodel four years ago, and I hired a GC. Right. And all that GC did was be a middleman to all the questions. So I had to answer every other question on its own. So this time around, I said, screw this. I'm being the GC. I'll just hire the <laughs> subs myself. Right. You know the industry. Yeah, yeah. so I, I did it myself. And it's worked out. You know, in the end, it looks like it's going to save about $14,000. So that's nice. A little chunk of change back in the pocket. But being the GC, mm. we had the concrete contractor set up. He goes, hey, I need you to get anchor bolts. And I said, okay, no problem. And so he goes, go down to Whitecap and get the anchor bolts. So fine. He said, what size, what diameter, all this. He goes, tells me all this stuff. I said, great. Go down to Whitecap, stand in line for an hour. Explain to the lady what it is. She goes, nope, we don't have that, but you can use this instead. And I'm like, no, these are engineered plans. I have to have these. So she asked somebody who asked somebody who says, no, we have that. It's in stock. And so I grab all the, the bolts and I, I bring it back and I go here. And he goes, you, you should have had galvanized. What? <laughs> he goes, these are all galvanized. They need to be galvanized. I'm like, son of a, load it all back up in the truck, drive back down there, return it all, buy galvanized. And she goes, the AB bolts don't come galvanized in your size. And I need a 30 inch by, uh, three quarter inch diameter. So I said, okay, well, I'll have to get them somewhere else. So I go to Dixie line and another lumber company right around the corner. I talk to them and they go, these, these don't come galvanized. They only come in steel, but we don't have any. We got a special order. I go, never mind. I go back to white cap by the same bolts I had before. I go back. I said, dude, nobody makes these bolts. They're all steel. He goes, Oh, I didn't know. So I gave him all the bolts. He starts pushing them. Then the framer shows up the next day and he goes, hey, your plan's called one inch bolts. You got three quarter inch bolts. You got to take them all back. Oh, no. So I go back to Whitecap. Oh, Aaron. I, I grab this new set of bolts. The ladies look at me like, are you serious? I'm, I'm very serious. <laughs> I return the three quarter inch bolts. I get the one inch bolts, still 30 inch in length. We go back. We set everything up. Now, at that point in time, I will honestly tell you, I was going to go get my B1 contractor's license and start doing contracts. <laughs> There's a lot of money with these idiots because yeah. no one knows. Yeah. And then after I sat down for a second, I started thinking about it and I said, no, they're not idiots. 
but are actually very intelligent. They've just forgotten all the details they deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. The things that come second nature. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is such a knee jerk reaction for what they need mm -hmm. that they can't even fathom that it would go any other direction. So when rookie boy here shows up and says, let me help. I'll go get the anchor bolts. We have no idea that the five different turns that could happen. Yeah. And so when I go to the store and ask, you know, to, to order said bolts, you know, the lady behind the counter didn't even ask me all these different questions. She right. just said, oh, you got these bolts. All right. And I was trying to think of it. How can I learn from this? Because if it's going to take me a lot of time, it's going to steal time from me. Time is worth money. So what can I learn from so I don't have these same trip hazards again? And it took me a while, honestly, I will say this. It took me probably about a day and a half to figure out the lesson that was taught here. And the lesson is this. I don't think you are telling your customers how much value you're bringing to a project because you do it so much. I think that's the lesson in the end. Yeah. I yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say this is the whole idea behind experience. You know, I mean, everybody wants a guy, right? They want somebody who is going to help lead them down the path. And most people, if they can be explained to what that person will do for them, don't mind paying that fee because as you've said, money is time. So if people are like, oh, you are going to do this, 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 and this for me. I don't even understand some of the words you just used. So that's already a win. Um, great. And I pay you this money. Brilliant. I'll see you in, you know, mm -hmm. two weeks or whatever. And that experience that sort of, I think we sometimes forget how important that experience is. We take it for granted almost a little bit. We do. I mean, I, I know I do when I was selling signs for the signage company. I yeah. definitely take it uh, uh, for granted whether we're selling software, teaching people the, the, the strengths of the software and say, hey, this is what's so great about this. I've forgotten half of the toys that we built. <laughs> I mean, it's been over a decade and we're, I'm <laughs> focusing on what we're building now. I forgot we built eight years ago. And those eight years were the fundamentals. That's why yeah. we built them first. Yeah. And so somebody goes, how is this going to help me? I'm like, God, it's going to do this, X, Y, Z. And yeah. I forget to tell them, oh, by the way, A, B, C, the basics yeah. are what's really what you're after. The rest of it is amazing once you get past A, B, and C. Right. But we're so excited about what's new. Yeah, it's absolutely true. I, actually, just the other day, I was talking to a new customer, and I did. I got, you know, totally sidelined. I was talking about this really nuanced thing, and they were just like, um where do I put my customers? <laughs> I was like, oh, valid question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think we sometimes get excited about the new things or, you know, back to your bolt, that, that guy, he would have just gone into the store and, and, and without even really fully putting together what he was getting, he just would have known what works, right? So we grabbed this, grabbed that, grabbed this. And, and being able to then explain it sometimes later, you, you just, it becomes such second nature, you forget to explain it, right? You do. It was, I mean, I was the rookie in this scenario, hands down. Right. But I asked, what do I need? He explained it. I walked down. I have to go in to order a sandwich. You know, like the <laughs> office, you're like, hey, what do you want? I want turkey. What do you want? I want roast beef. Okay. And you write it all down. You go to Subway and you go, yeah, this is what I want. And you're done. Yeah. It was the same thing. I thought in my mind, and I had no idea I had all these parameters to go with it. Yeah. You were probably patting yourself on the back because you asked what size it was. Well, yeah, size lightning. <laughs> yeah. And I was just laughing. I was like, how are these so many details? But honestly, in the signage world or even in the software world or even in the solar world, mm -hmm. there's not just one solar panel. Yeah. There's so many different details for each 
type of building, each occurrence, each anything, that's going to be serious in what happens there. I just giggle over that because I've forgotten. Yeah. I guess would be the best way to say it. I forgot about so many of these details. So when people come in to show how much value we bring to the table, it would take us hours. Yeah. So as I go from one side to the pendulum throughout this conversation here, don't forget to add the value. Don't forget to show your customer the value because that's what's really going to be best. I really want to, I got an itch here because I was in the sun, so I'm peeling now. The joys of not using sunscreen. Anyway, um, the joys of not, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. The bringing value. I had a yeah. scratch my forehead and that just lost the train of thought. So I'm going to No, but I mean, and the value actually, not just of your own experience, but the experience of people around you as well. And, you know, one of the things to sort of circle back that we've just recently implemented, the thing that got me sidelined in the first place was that we now have a, an area where like a designer can put in their two cents and like, hey, salesperson, every day, all day long, I ask you for the following information. And every day, all day long, you forget to give me this information. So now here is this information that I need from you in one place. And it's like a simple thing, but it, it's going to be a game changer. And now you can have that information in one place so that when they do come back for that specificity, when they do come back and say, hey, I really need to know this information, it's all it's all going to be there. So I think that's what you learned from it, Aaron, because you then implemented that into our software. <laughs> we did. You know, it was one of the things with the designers that was what happened was in this particular case for the people that are listening, we had a blank slate for the design section, yeah. the design request, and you would bring in the scope of work and then you had to write it. And so for many years, you and I kept joking, saying you have to write war and peace. We yeah. need to write as much information as possible. Give the designers the best chance to hit the nail on the head the first time. And then after this whole scenario, I said, wait a minute, what if I had a checklist cheat sheet built inside of SquareQuote? So what happens is if they say channel letters and you hit uh, specifics, it'll drop down to what are the returns, what are the color, what are the trim cap, what's this? You know, on the solar panels, what do we need? A five grid, a four grid, a three grid? You know, any one of those, right. you can, it's going to ask more questions for what are you going to need? Exactly. Um, I, it, And it was so second nature when that happened. I was like, oh, well, duh, that we need this. But we've had the system live for a decade yeah. and we just now went, oh, this is a this is a void that we need to fix. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, a lot of that and I don't want to go too far off the path, but a lot mm-hmm. of it is because we have so many new people now in the industry, you know, and one of the things back to this back to basics and, and to your value is that we have a lot of people who have been in the industry for a long time. So they've learned things a certain way. They bring their own value, their own understanding to things. But now. You know, we've got to bring new people in. And actually, Dale, our, our mm. good friend Dale, just did a, a, a fantastic. Media One, yep. Yeah, with Media One, did a fantastic article in Signs of the Times basically saying that exact same thing. You know, how do we broach the old sign hands or the old hands in any industry, you know, mm. with the new group of people coming in who don't, who sometimes can barely tie their shoe, you know? <laughs> like, how do, yep. you, how, do, how do you bring these two things together? The excitement maybe of a new person with the experience of an old person and yeah. So it's small steps, like small steps, like putting it into a software, putting it into a place where everybody can go to the same place. So you don't have tribal knowledge. <laughs> like, Hey, there's that dude in the back on the left. He knows everything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I, in the other side of that coin too, though, is what I was laughing about going back to the, uh, the garage being built. My framer knows everybody from being in the framing industry. Sure. So when he was framing, I said, hey, I don't have a roofer yet. 
And he kind of looks at me, of course, with that little silly grin. And he goes, you're building a garage. You don't have a roofer yet. And I was like, <laughs> I'm working on the fly here, buddy. Welcome. And he was able to track down a roofer for me, then track down a stucco guy that was reliable and on point. Nice. And uh, the framing guy also had a side hustle of doors and windows. Of course. Which I loved. And yeah. I pat him on the back. I said, yeah. good for you. Multiple yeah. revenue streams. Super happy. <laughs> I will gladly buy from you. And so this one individual ended up bringing two or three things to the table. Nice. And it's one of those things that he didn't offer it. He didn't market it. He just, when he was asked, said he had it. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to that original statement of he wasn't adding value either. I had to pry it out of him. There was value that he could bring to the table yeah. on multiple levels, and he didn't do it. And so I, the, the question is, is, for the people that are trying to market and trying to get their name out there, what avenues are you missing? What avenues are you missing where you're not adding enough value where the client doesn't see the value in working with you? Yeah. Because that's, in the end, as my little roundabout brain went at the end of the day was, how am I not adding enough value to whoever I'm talking to They recognize why they want to work with me? Yeah. And I think, you know, to that point as well, being internal and thinking what questions can I ask in order to understand why the person's coming to me in the first place, but then also give me an avenue to explain more of what I can do. You know, I mean, we tease in the office, but uh, we often, when somebody asks a question, we often respond first with a question back to them. Hey, in what, in what way would that help you? How, what are you looking, you know, what is that pain point? What are you trying to fulfill? And then once we understand that, we're like, oh, yeah, we got you. Here we go. And, mm-hmm. and we can bring that value as well. So sometimes the experience is even just a matter of knowing the questions to ask. And that's a first, that's a great first step. What questions are you asking your clients so you can be able to show them value? Exactly. Again, that'd be a good first step, a stepping off point for anybody who says, oh, shoot, I'm not adding value. What should I do? Ask more questions of your client. Exactly. That'd probably be step one. Exactly. Uh, my buddy from the Man of War, yeah. one of my best friends now, love him to death. We talk on the, on the daily. He asks so many questions. <laughs> I swear to God, he's my three-year-old sometimes. <laughs> he goes, well, why this? Well, why not that? Why didn't you do this? Have you thought about that? And I'm like, dude, seriously. <laughs> like you're going to pull all my hair out. Yeah, Stop it. And, and, but he asks questions until he can explain it like a third grader. So yeah. He goes, if I can explain it to a third grader, then now I understand what you're trying to do. Until then, I'm going to keep asking questions. I love that. He's so comfortable in his skin. I'm not going to lie, for the first month or six weeks, yeah. I'd actually pick up my phone and go, do I have time to answer 20 questions right now? <laughs> I don't think that I want to pick up this phone. But he has mastered the art of asking questions until he either finds a loophole, mm. finds a problem, finds a void, something that goes, okay, this is not going to work because of X, Y, Z reasons. Right. But he keeps asking questions. Yeah. And he does his job eloquently just because of that. Yeah. Hey, get on him. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, don't introduce us, he and I. We, <laughs> yeah. we will run amok. Yeah. No, his, his ability to ask questions is uncanny. But he also has a serious high retention ratio for yeah. all of his clients. He's a financial advisor, so his retention ratio is very, very high. Yeah. So he's he's got a good niche based on what he does. Right. The other thing I would think to add value right off the bat is, is being able to explain the day-to-day of what they automatically do. Mm. I have felt that if I can say, this is a day in your life, this is what I expect you to do, boom, 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 and they go, yeah, that's pretty much my day in and out. Now there's some experience behind what I'm about to say, mm-hmm. and they're going to understand that I am a part of that. 
Mm-hmm. I, you understand my pain. You understand what's going on. Yeah. You know, it goes back to one of the things which I giggle about the most. My biggest marketing faux pas of all time running Square Coil was in the first three years that we were in business, I never told anybody I owned a sign company. Mm. I was super afraid that if they found out I had a sign company, they think that I would steal their data. And so I never told anybody that. On year four, it slipped like in the first 10 minutes. I said, well, this is what I do. And the guy looked right at me. I'll never forget. He looked right at me. He goes, wait, wait, wait. You, what you do? Don't you sell software? I said, no, I actually own a sign company. I do sales for the sign company. I help project management. He goes, you're in our industry? I said, yeah. And he goes, oh my God, this is great. He sat down. He took me seriously. And he ended up buying right there on the spot within like about an hour, hour and a half presentation. Yeah. Purchased. And I looked at her and I said, unleash the hounds. Go. <laughs> Tell everybody we own a sign company. This might work. And I was either going to go up in flames or be an epic. And it's epic. Yeah. Every single person calls us. How do you handle this situation? How do you do this? And you yeah. can tell them. Yeah. You know, and I always thought that was going to be some person would be so scared that I might steal their data. Right. You know, and frankly, that's the last thing I want. <sighs> I don't want any of that data. No. That's yours. You have it. Yeah. Enjoy that. And this industry is so small anyway. You get, you get, you'd get away with that for about five minutes. And then it would just go boom. And it would just bomb blast throughout the industry. And that would be it. We'd be done. Yeah. I think if you stole somebody's data, it's kind of like trying to steal chips at a Las Vegas casino. <laughs> You're never making it to the front door. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. yeah, you don't get to watch the Bellagio water show at the end of that one. No, not at all. It's not going to happen. You're done. But yeah, no, that was it. For, for me returning bolts for four hours, I came to the conclusion that there was so much value out there and that he couldn't tell me what it was. Yeah. And so I'm sitting here going, okay, how can we add value? How are we still stepping in the same landmine that those guys were doing on a, you know, on a certain level? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, using your experience to ask questions, using your experience to kind of relate to them, relate to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To connect to them in some way. And, you know, I feel that that connection, it is an important thing. I often, in fact, I was just on a phone call earlier where I was explaining probably I was explaining to them the personalities that they have in their shop and the whole team were laughing. They were just like, how do you know? Have you been into our shop? And I was like, no, but I've been in this industry for a long time and I have met your people. I know your people. They are the same people everywhere. And there's nothing wrong with that. But once you have that understanding of people, this is then how you. So I get to use that experience of of knowing these different people and then tailoring the software to to answer those needs, you know, to answer the needs that they want or, or, or whatever. And, um, I mean, I, you know, I enjoy the heck out of that. Like, no, it yeah. is. It, and it, honestly, it's funny to poke at him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy poking at him. Like, and I can see you, the OCD one. How many pages yeah. of notes do you have? Like, oh, I've already have five pages. And I said, you over there, you didn't have a pencil. Do you? Well, no, I didn't know I was supposed to bring one, you know, and they're such polar opposites and they all are in that, yeah. you know, a bag of misfits, so to speak. Oh. Yeah. And uh, that's what makes up most sign industries or most custom manufacturing for that nature. I bet you if I ever go over to the powder coating place around the corner, he's got 45, exactly. 50 employees. Yeah. Guaranteed you can find each one the same one. Absolutely. Match yeah. them up. Yeah. Yeah. And then just getting people, you know, I think the other thing is I've never met somebody who hasn't been um, eager to talk about what they do or eager mm-hmm. to talk about how they have, you know, made something special or, 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 or maneuver something. And so, you know, in, in back to that value, like, Sometimes somebody who isn't at the same level can bring value just because 
they're not at that same level. So they've had to actually think of things in a different way, or they've had to, let's call it jerry-rig, but any good <laughs> installer has done this, right? They've jerry-rigged something, but you know, so so the value doesn't always have to come from top down. It can also come from from bottom up and just kind of, but it's those questions. That's That's the, that to me, I think is the magic. We pushed 30 some updates last month. Yeah. We've already got 20 some in the queue already that's about ready to get pushed in the yeah. next couple of weeks. Yeah. We have a lot of testing to do. QuickBooks Online is officially launched and running and working in multiple companies. Raise the roof. It's very exciting. Six months of programming on that one. Yeah. We finally got QBO off our plate. Yeah. I, I will, let's see how bad this bites me in the butt right now. Don't do it. Avalara will be soon, the next week or two. I want to, okay. Tax jar is done. Yeah, that's exciting. Tax jar. Yep, we're excited about that. Avalara is coming right around the pike. Okay. We'll have Avalara. And then, of course, the big fish that we all know about that we can't share, that'll be January of 2024. Yeah. That one's going to take a lot of programming. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping glad. January. Yeah. It might bite us in the butt to February, March, who knows? Yeah. But that one will be a, that'll be a game changer, an industry changer for a lot of industries. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's going to tackle the signage and the cabinetry industry the most, mm. not so much the solar and the landscape. Yeah. But that bill will be monumental. Yeah. And I think as well, you know, the, the more people we have, we're just, we're growing steam, you know, mm -hmm. it's just like, and we're sort of exponentially like, yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. Got it. Yeah. Well, if you uh, haven't downloaded the book, the infrastructure booklet, please do. Uh, we are on, what are we on social media? We're on Instagram, Facebook, uh, start a dial in the LinkedIn. Yep. That weird little squiggly thing that people call threads. I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah. Figure that one out. Yeah. I don't know. Can 40 million people be wrong, Aaron? <laughs> they can write a lot. That's what I see. It's a lot of writing. Yeah. We'll see. We'll I, see where that goes. I, I, if you take a translator to all those little threads, and it says, hey, look at me. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what it says. If you just translation. Yeah. That's pretty much what it says. Yeah. But no, follow us. I, and you've got the those um, YouTube videos that you're doing, Aaron. Those are Those are awesome. Yeah, they're not out yet. We're still we're still in production. Oh. We've been filming commercials and advertisements so and educationals. We've got the inside. Yeah. All right, well then I've let loose That's okay. a little bit of a we're so close to actually getting those launched where people can fabulous. actually do tutorials and then also trying to do a webinar. That is the other thing that I've been that's been on my plate for three months. I've yet to do one, but I really want to launch a webinar and then physically walk everybody through the new toys of why we did it, what's the you know, the reason behind it. Yeah. I think that'd you be know, great. I think whenever you find a product you know, any, any product, I don't care what it is. If it's a blender and there's a button on the side and there's this weird top kit, there's a reason an engineer built that. So it's be more yeah. ergonomic or whatever it was. And nobody ever explains that. They just <laughs> yeah. go, here's your blender. And it's like your choice of one day, you're like your finger falls inside. You're like, oh, that's what that was for. <laughs> you know, it'd be really totally. nice if the engineer would explain why they built it the way they built it. Yeah. And I want to fill that void as well. I think that's brilliant. I think Square Coil is, deserves for all of our clients why we put the buttons here, why we built the way we did to get the most out of it. I, you are going to have first viewer right here. Yeah. I'm excited. So we got to work on the webinar. Hopefully we'll get that launched this month to get that going. Yeah. I think that'll add a lot of value to our clients. Yeah. I mean, you're the expert. Let's, let's, let's let them know what that brain was thinking when you put those things in there. Well, we got our, uh, we got our work cut out for us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marissa, for being on the show. Thanks so much. It.